strong toxic brother looking at the stuff from yesterday. All the drama, all the strategy and silliness from Vito to HOH. Every single season, you know he is the reason. You know what's happening. Rob said that he could do it. Tomorrow he will do it again. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for August 5th. I'm your host, John Armstrong, and I'm here today to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 25 live feeds. It was day 34 in the house, and we had a little bit of a last-minute scramble before the replacement nominee was named. Uh, Some more shifting in the overall strategic landscape. We had uh, a Labor Day party, a dinner date that went terribly wrong, um, and uh, plenty more to talk about. Or sorry, September, September 5th. Yeah, uh, I said August because it's still ridiculous that we're in September. This is September 5th. Uh, but with me to talk about everything that happened yesterday, day 34, which was September 4th. I don't know why I always say the, the day that it's doing the update, not the day that we're covering, but that's the weird thing about these updates. But with me to talk about it is Maggie. How you doing, Maggie? Hi, Taryn. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm really good. I'm happy that yesterday was, you know, a little bit calmer that for you specifically, Taryn. There were a couple hours that the fees were down for a party, you know, nothing to like the house had that last minute scramble, but the entire like layout of the game didn't cosmically shift overnight only to shift back and for you to come on here the next day and be like, Hey, everything that I talked about yesterday doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's have some fun. Let's chat. Yes. Uh, it was a little bit more of a quieter day, uh, that we did have the feeds were down for a couple of hours for the labor day party. Uh, I finally got to watch, uh, you know, uh, the wheel of time. Um, and, and I tweeted about it. People like, how? I'm like, the feeds are down. What do you mean? How? <laughs> um, I'm so happy for you. Like, genuinely, this is not it's me. So being, good. Like, it's such a good season. People were so mean about the first season. I think it was way better than people give it credit for. But the second season is even better. Watch the real time. All right. Um, so the day before, day 33, of course, um, the we had seen, you know, Target Roulette was spun up. It was running around. It had landed on Jag, but it was maybe moving around in a couple of different places. Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins Alliance got together and they decided that they were going to. Uh, ha- Jag was volunteered by Blue on the block, uh, and uh, he accepted it. He said, "Yes, I will go on the block." Says Jag, uh, "That's fine with me." Uh, ultimately, after being pressured into it by the entire group. But now he's feeling somewhat confident. He's feeling, okay, well, I'm on the block, but or I might be going on the block, but hopefully I'll be good. Um, so that's what the plan is heading into today, the day of the veto ceremony, day 34, um, is that the plan is for Jag to go on the block and for Jag to be targeted um, and, uh, and be sent home, even though he doesn't know it. Yeah, because nothing builds trust with your allies more than them putting you up on the block. Like that shows just how much you trust them. That... That genuinely, I think, is my like least favorite Big Brother trope. It's like I'm an, well, it's a great way for us to build trust. Is mm-hmm. you go on the block, 
even though we're in a seven person alliance and there are 13 people in the house, like so many other people that I could use, but it'll show how much you trust the seven person alliance. I mean, hey, it's like, you know, people do the trust fall thing. It's it's a little bit like a trust fall now. Yeah. And I guess you don't know until your head smacks the ground that uh, <laughs> nobody was there to catch you. <laughs> It's like it's like doing a trust fall where you get seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for letting the person drop. And also, you know, there really is no excuse here because it's like you did a trust fall and the person gets seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You smack your head and then they all help you up and they say, oh, no, no, no. no, So sorry. We're actually not going to do that this time. You do have to get back up there. But like we're going to we're going to save you this time. And then you fall again and then you smack your head again. Like that's exactly I can't. Jag is truly like one of the men in the house that I like adore. I I want to hang out with Jag in real life. Like he seems like such a great guy and he just is so lost in this game. He just has oh god. Yeah. Well, that's the plan heading into the day into day 34. However, prior to the veto ceremony, Jared is going to go up to Izzy and Sari and say, "Hey, guess what Blue told me? If you thought Blue was not the best ally in the world because she ratted out America to Matt, uh, who didn't need any more reason to hate America. Um, and she volunteered Jag for the block for no reason. Um, and uh, if you're wondering, like, what, what more could she do? Well, um, Jared tells them that when he talked to America a couple of days ago, when after Cam won the veto, he asked her specifically, have you talked about nominating Sari and Izzy? And he said, or she said, absolutely not. She completely denied it. She's never talked about that. Um, and then apparently what Blue has told him very recently is that after that conversation, she went to Blue and said, hey, what the hell? Did you tell Jared about how I was going to put Sari and Izzy on the block? And so now they know that it is true that she was saying that she wanted to put Sari and Izzy on the block. And Sari and Izzy are like, oh, 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 we are pissed. I can't believe this. We were just talking with her yesterday. Sari, you were just saying, I want to do everything I can to keep you off the block. I can't believe that girl. Yeah, they're very, very upset. And then they quickly are like, but we still have to, we still have to get rid of Jack. Yes. Jared, Jag still has to go. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. But th- I'm just saying, this is why me and Matt can't stand the girl. She's got to go. Um, and Sari says, yes, next, after Jag. And also then it turns into like, <laughs> that, like they are like, yes, yes. The, the whole conversation happens. They're like, Jag has to go. And then Sari goes to take a shower. <laughs> and Izzy like sits in the bathroom the whole time and is like whispering over the shower to Suri about how like they're so mad at America I can't I can't believe that she would do this like this is so ridiculous but what we're just gonna have to do is cut off everybody else she could possibly play with like cut off all of her potential allies so like Jag has to go next then also like if we get rid of Cameron she can't play with Cameron even though the night before she had been crying about how much she hated Cameron and how he was treating her so poorly. And she felt like she was being unfairly 
connected to him. Um, like, we'll get rid of Cameron. We'll get rid of all of these people so that America has nobody that she can play with at all. Like, that's going to be our plan moving forward. Like, it seems as though they don't want to directly target America next week. Of course, this is them. So, you know, things can change. But it does seem more like they're more focused on the people around her rather than her specifically. Yeah. Jared very much wants to target America. He wanted to target America this week, basically was mm-hmm. talked out of it by Sari and Izzy. Sari, after hearing this, I think was very much like, yes, America next. Izzy is the one that was like, well, guys, does it need to be America next? Because, hey, we still have Cameron to deal with. And hey, once Jag is gone, uh, America is going to be forced to play with Corey only. And mm-hmm. that's good for us. Uh, except, wait, hmm. Do we think Corey knew about this? Because how could Corey not know about this? Like if because, hey, Sari, just so you know, Corey also told America about his brother. So he's like, oh, why? Um, and uh, she's like, if, if, if she's close enough to know about his brother, then there's no way she's not telling him about this plan. Um, and they're like, OK, so Corey must have known and he's not telling us like that's not good. Um, but I, as he's like, I do, I do kind of trust Corey, though. I feel like maybe he told me that when he asked her about it, she denied it up and down. So I don't, I'm not sure. We're not sure. But mm-hmm. but the America threat, Izzy advises, is is nullified once Jag leaves. Um, and so uh, so she is very much trying to uh, like turn down the heat on the America target. But she does say, I was just talking to Corey about how we can leave America in for so much longer. That's definitely not the case anymore. You know, once once Jag and Cameron are gone, you know, we definitely need to start looking in that direction. But uh, but red first too, probably Jag, Cameron, red, then America, I think. says. Yeah. And, you know, like I do think this is going to be interesting for you guys to talk about on the roundtable tonight. The way that like people can fall out of good graces with these people so quickly, but the way that they can fall back into good graces with them just just as quickly because other people are falling out of good like they consistently need somebody that they're shocked and baffled would have gone against them like this like they need a target that is like they betrayed us and we just found out about it and like their version of betrayal is you know every little red flag which understandable when you're playing big brother you have to look at all of those red flags because those usually point to the very big red flag that they are onto you and targeting you but like Corey, this time last week we were like oh my god he is like second or third target and now he's like fifth or sixth target he's figured out throughout the week a way to get himself sort of back into the good graces at least for now it's target roulette yeah it just spins and spins and it where it lands just depends on when the ceremonies happen. Because if yep. this information had gotten out a day before, mm-hmm. I bet you America's on the block right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, I mean, there's nothing more illustrative of this than the fact that Sari via Matt used the power to save Jag and now is the most fervent anti-Jag person in the house. Uh, it's just it just spins around. Um, Now, there's a lot of people who um, have been uh, this information has been out there like, oh, well, Corey is the one that told Jared, who told Izzy and Sari that uh, that America wanted to target them. To my knowledge, that's not really true. I believe that Corey talked about how like America could do these things, might do these things. 
Um, I think that when he talked to Jared, he talked about like America could be the person that takes that shot for us, but never explicitly said like, to my knowledge, America said she wants to nominate these two people next week. Um, and that's why they are so um, like, uh, like, oh, well, we didn't know that this was the, the case. We didn't know that she'd actually said these words. Um, and that's why Corey had also been like, I, you know, we're, we're working on getting her in with you so that that's not a thought in her head anymore. Uh, so on and so forth. So like uh, this information is new to them that she was actually talking about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why they're freaking out. Yes. And um, then very quickly, because, you know, this is also something that is frustrating about this house. Like we're 30 something days in. I, I know I'm like preaching to the choir with you. Like the first thing that's really frustrating is they do all of this scrambling and it never turns out to change anything. Like, it's just like a lot of like, it feels like same old, same old. Like, here we go again. We're getting on this hamster wheel. They just need to run themselves ragged. And then they're like, okay, fine. Let's just go back to the way it was before. The second thing that is annoying to me watching them is nobody can hold on to anything for more than a second because immediately we pop back on the kitchen and Jared is telling Corey like, yeah, well, you know, Blue told me that America said, and he's like, what? She said that to you? What is she doing? Like, what is she thinking? And it's like, oh my goodness. Now this is going to be the story of the rest of the morning. And he's going to have to, we're going to have to listen to Corey, do the exact same damage control he did last week. And it's all just the same thing again and again and again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that's kind of where they're at. Um, heading into the veto ceremony, but luckily this, again, it was very, uh, shortly before the veto ceremony happened. So by the time, uh, it does happen, the plan is still in place and, uh, Jag is nominated, uh, as the replacement nominee. He is now up against red, uh, and one of them will be leaving. And of course, immediately following the feeds coming back up, Izzy and Jared are talking about So which one should we vote out? Jared doesn't want the decision to be locked in yet because he wants to make sure they're considering all options. And what did we talk about? I remember when we were covering Big Brother Canada 9 and we were talking about Jed, Ty, and Beth and how I remember specifically watching this conversation between them on feeds when they were waffling back and forth and back and forth about what they were going to do. And Beth was like, we always, we always look at all options. We always look at all options and that's why we've gotten this far. And you and I had the conversation where like, actually, it is good to look at all options, but like, shh about it like it's so it makes you seem so unreliable and it makes people not take you at your word exactly but like it's actually i do agree that you do have to consider all options but i am so firm in the stance that once you know what you're doing you plant your flag like and and then you get to work on rebuilding those social bonds that you sort of destroyed throughout the week it's i mean that's the classic soundbite from bbk nine Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it is very like you saw Saria doing it yesterday too. I don't want to jump too far ahead. This is just a short little conversation, but she goes up to red in the kitchen and is like, I got, we got the votes. You're all good. Like, this is going to be an easy week. 
chill out. Don't worry about it. And Red is like, thank you so much and gives her a hug. And so they say, I love you to each other. And he's like, she's like, I got the votes for you. And he's like, even if you couldn't get the votes for me, I would still love you. And she's like, don't even, don't even talk like that. You know, don't even talk like that. And that's why Red has been in Suri's pocket this whole time, because that's what you have to do in order. Like Suri is the person who understands that even if you're waffling back and forth, which obviously she has been in the target roulette has been all over the place. You have to make people feel like you are on their side and you have never wavered. Mm. Um, did some people, did you hear the sound by Maggie? It was really quiet. <laughs> okay. I did hear uh, it, but it was very quiet. Let me, let me try one more time. We'll go louder. Maybe that was a little louder. I don't know what's going on with my sound bites. I apologize, everyone. Um, anyway, uh, they're talking about the uh, the the vote situation, um, and uh, Izzy says she does still think Jag is the move. Uh, she thinks that, uh, that that's the better call, but you know there are some considerations. One in particular is like, how do they deal with the fallout? What do they? How do they deal with Matt? Um, and, uh, and, and the fact that Matt's going to be upset about them voting Jag out, he still thinks that Jag will stay. Um, and, uh, you know, that's not something that they have an answer to right now, but it is something that they need to consider. Um, they also talk about the America situation. Uh, they, they don't believe that Corey didn't know. There's no way that Corey didn't know what America was talking about when she was talking about targeting them. Um, and as he says that she does, she does feel good about, uh, about Corey, though, she feels like she's been having like much more personal conversations with him. She's like she's starting to feel really good with him in general. And Jared says, "No, no, don't." Uh, Corey, he's he's a selfish player. He's an opportunist. He will not be loyal. Uh, and he says, "You know how I know this? You know how I know this? Because when he talks with me, it's me and him." Uh, and he like basically. He's more loyal to me than he is to you guys. So whatever he's saying to you guys is a lot. Um, because when he talks to me, it's about how to protect us and not you two. So, uh, so it's really like I've got him, but you guys don't. So you, you shouldn't trust him. AKA, Corey is doing too good a job with Jared. And it's hurting him <laughs> with Jared. I can't. I can't. I I think that I do think that eventually when Izzy and Jared fight, because that's coming in the season, like you can clip this when it happens, like they're going to add, there's absolutely going to be a battle towards the end of the season for Suri's affection. <laughs> and when Izzy decides that it's time to boot Jared out, uh, Corey's going to be a very important piece for her. So that's, that's where I, I see this going, the direction I see it going. Maybe you see it differently, Taryn, but sort of moving in that direction. Well, I, I do. I feel like um, there's there's a lot to criticize in terms of like how Corey has played the game, especially if mm -hmm. he's going to again throw this next HOH. Uh, because it's like, don't do that. You might think that America's good because you just had that conversation with Izzy last night about how America's good for a few more weeks. But you know these people. That like less than 12 hours later, they were like, nah, America's next now. Uh, it, it, for reasons you can't possibly uh, be able to like stay on top of. Just mm -hmm. hold some power for once. Anyway, there's plenty of things to criticize about Corey's game. However, uh, this is a spot where you do really start to feel the mother and son connection 
hurting him a lot because he's doing a really good job with uh, Jared. He's doing a really good job with Izzy um, and he's putting a lot of eggs in those baskets, um, not knowing that there's a, a connection that links them all in a, in a really deep way that like he could never have seen coming um, and completely make the good work turn into bad work. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that Jared thinks he's got Corey more than Izzy and Sari do under any other circumstance would be a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but in this circumstance, hurts him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, perfectly said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there is more discussion throughout the day about Matt and like what to do about him. Uh, how to deal with the fact that he wants Jag to stay. Should they blindside him? Should they try to tell him ahead of time? Like, is it something to be concerned about? Will he link up with Red and Cam, uh, you know, after this? Will he get mad and then go work with Red and Cam and then pull in America? Like, no, he hates America, but hey, you never know. Maybe he'll hate us. Uh, and then with America, maybe he'll pull in Corey and then they'll have the majority and why it won't be they, good. Why are they concerned when they straight up voted out Riley and then he became obsessed with them? Like who, the person, the person that he made a shrine for, like they can do whatever they want to Matt. They clearly know how to handle him. So like, I don't know why there's all of this discuss- like, sorry, I am a little bit like why are we still talking about this? Like in terms of them, the players, because like she, he literally has made a shrine to her. He wants to name his alliances with the people who voted her out. The people who caused her to get voted out. He wants to name alliances with them, like Riley's people or whatever. Riley's like, promise. They, they know how to handle coming. Matt. Like they know how to handle him. So they don't need to be stressed about him, them voting out Jack. Like they just don't put Sari in there, let her do her Sari magic. And it's going to be all fine. Maggie, they don't need to be stressed about almost anything in the house. But they're constantly stressed about everything. And I do understand that. I'm a stressy girl. If I was in Big Brother, I would be having weekly meltdowns that you would be having to talk about on the feeds, like full Vanessa, full Christy, like meltdowns. But Somebody like Matt, when you literally have him coming to you, knowing that you are the reason that Riley's promise was voted out and he's saying, let's ride it to the end, guys. We'll call it Riley's promise. Like, you, there's nothing else that you need to do. Like, I, you're fine. I, I genuinely think, and I think this is something we're talking about toward the end of the season, but like, I think that there is an element of the paranoia and stress uh, that has helped their games in, One, in, the, in the way that like, not only does it keep them on top of potential threats before they can even pop up, but also because it makes them play the game more. Um, They are talking so much more than anybody else. And it does so much good for them in the game. Um, And, uh, and it prevents, they have smothered the game. Nobody Mm -hmm. else is even allowed to game talk uh, other than them because they're so on top of everything. Um, even though it is extremely chaotic and if it was more orderly and they were talking all that game, it would be even more effective. But like the thing, the thing too, like there is a conversation that Izzy and Suri have later where Suri's like, ah, I'm not having fun. And Izzy's like, we got to change that. And she's like, no, I'm here. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to win my money. You, you know, like that's what she's saying. She's like, but this is not fun. 
this this is not fun. And I understand, like I empathize so much with that because we are exhausted. You, Taryn, are exhausted. It's only day 30 something. Can you imagine living it? How exhausted you would be? I would- Yes, yeah, continues to talk about this being much harder than Survivor. Uh, Izzy was like, I'm having fun. This is fun <laughs> for me. Um, well, of course, it's fun for Izzy. She's getting to like play the game, uh, like bolstered by the power of Sari. Um, yeah, and, and things are going great right now. Wait until Izzy's on the block. Then we'll see how much fun she's having. Just I only say that because I like deeply see myself in Izzy. I, like, I see myself in all of these like rabid gamer squirrel players. Like like I just said, the Vanessa's the... Christie's, the Izzy's, like the people who, when things are good, they're like, this is awesome. But when things are bad, like it's going to be, you know, it's just going to be perfection on the feeds. Izzy, when she's on the block, it's going to be so good. So like, I, I am obviously just loving watching Izzy play. I think that she's so, so entertaining, but she is a lot. She is a lot. All right. Yes. Well, uh, Corey's going to have a, a long conversation with Mimi. This is becoming a regular thing. Um, usually they're talking about personal stuff. She's talking about her students um, and how the, her students are like, you have a man. We didn't know you had a man. Uh, and she tries to not talk about her man to her students. Um, and, uh, and, and just lots of stuff. And they're like, they're joking around. They're laughing. Like it's like they, they get along. It's definitely, uh, made a lot of progress since the beginning of the game where, uh, you know, Corey was really trying to build this strategic connection to Mimi. And like, she'd literally just roll her eyes every time he left the room and then would rat everything out immediately to Suri. Um, they're not really talking a lot of game, so there's not a lot to rat out, but she hasn't seemed to be operating under the same sort of uh, antagonistic approach uh, to Corey that she used to. Um, and she hasn't been like just completely ratting him out and at every, at any given opportunity from what I've been able to gather, given that she's not really on the feeds all that much. Um, so it's just uh, worth talking about here that this has been over the last like week, basically something that they've been regularly getting together and having talks. Um, and they do occasionally touch on some game, uh, and, uh, they meant, they both mentioned that like, they would both like for Jag to stay this week. Mimi has had good conversations with Jag. She was on board with keeping Jag last week. Um, and again, would prefer for Jag to stay this week. She doesn't have any relationship with red, uh, that's, that's like very good. Um, and, uh, or at least like, that's sort of the what she's supposed to say. Um, and, uh, and she's also, you know, talked with Felicia about expressing some concern about Suri's relationship with red. Um, and so it makes a lot of sense that Mimi might feel that way, but they both know that there's nothing that they can really do about it. Corey even expresses that he knows he pushed a little too hard to prevent Jag from going up on the block. And so now he needs to just kind of sit back and, uh, let things happen. And this is also like this type of relationship would benefit so much from a Corey HOH. Like, this is why what you're talking about, like the value of winning these competitions, like if Corey was HOH and could have these types of strategic talks with Mimi while he's HOH, while he's wielding power, listen to her, show her he really values her opinion and can do something with her opinion and what she wants to do. I think that this would go a really long way for Mimi. Um, yeah. I mean, I said at the beginning of the game, uh, the Mimi America Corey connection could 
be so valuable for Mimi, whether it's one of them or both of them. And now that they're in a showmance, they're a little less valuable, but like still like Mimi is in a position, I think, where if she genuinely like moves in to talk with Corey and America and like tries to use Corey and America, I think Mimi wins. This is a game winning move Yeah, to say, okay, I'm going to work with them to take mm-hmm. out the core, uh, like to shatter the core of the group I'm working with. Um, mm-hmm. Because if that happens, they remain the big targets uh, and they probably get sniped out anyway. And Mimi's now sitting there in a really good position to win, having made a huge strategic move, being up against like uh, competitors that are going to have a hard time beating her. Like, yeah. I really feel like this is the move for Mimi. We have not exactly seen that she's been super active in moving in that direction, but I don't think it's impossible, but it's it's just so hard to to, to see. And I, I don't know what her plan would be otherwise if she really is just planning to go down to the end with like the brown sugar babes. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But this, this connection exists and America has also been talking with her and uh, they really feel like they want to make another attempt at pulling her in. And I know that like, I just think Mimi, and again, this is probably more of a roundtable discussion for tonight. I could see if they start talking about really going after Felicia, I could see that perking Mimi's ears up and being like, okay, it's now I got to figure out what my options are, you know, because she is very loyal to the brown sugar babes and Felicia is a big part of that. So I, I agree that it is way too early for her to go against them now. But I think that keeping those options open, keeping Corey and America there, having a great relationship with them and, you know, like writing that out and, and keeping it open without writing out Corey and America and getting them targeted, I think is the right move for her but it's going to be interesting to see what she does down the stretch i know she hasn't been super active and i'm really hoping that it's just because she's doing the danky slang let's lay low for the first little bit and then turn it on later well that's not really what dan was doing unfortunately (laughs) well that's what he always says to do on twitter it's always what he says to do on twitter um so uh suri is going to talk with red uh, you already talk, mentioned this a little bit mm-hmm. uh, that uh, she's saying, hey, I've got you. I'm not going to let you leave this week. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you stay this week, Red. Um, and don't worry. Everyone's on board to keep you well. Except for maybe Felicia. But don't worry. I'm working on Felicia. Um, and Red's like, Felicia? <laughs> um, and he goes to Bo and he's like, Bowie, Felicia's campaigning <laughs> against me. But don't worry, Ceres, Ceres got it covered. No, no, Red, no. That's Bowie. <laughs> well, that, I, I couldn't tell if that was Red or Bowie. I couldn't tell which <laughs> accent you were going for there. <laughs> oh Lord. Um. So, uh, there's a dinner date being planned. Uh, Jag and Matt are going to have a dinner date. Uh, Corey's whipping out his pink suit. Um, and, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have this nice dinner date, except as they're prepping for it, the feeds go down for the Labor Day party, uh, which kind of interrupts the dinner date plans. Uh, and they don't have a proper one. Um, but when the feeds come back, uh, or after the feeds come back, 
they've, you know, they've had a little bit of uh, partying going on and uh, we're going to have some more conversations. A, a particularly funny one is uh, Cam and Corey are going to talk. And, um, you know, Cam is going to talk about how, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't make great first impressions. Um, you know, I feel like some, some people have a, a predisposition against guys like me, says Cam. Uh, you know, they, they, they may, may have had previous interactions with guys like me uh, that have put them off of guys like me. And uh, Corey's like, uh, Corey, who's really, really poking the barrier. When you say guys like me, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you trying to say? Because Corey knows what he's trying to say. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, you know, I play sports. Uh, I'm a vet. Yeah, I'm like, like a normal person. Uh, and I'm like kind of like goofy. Like, I, people just think that I've had everything handed to me. Um, yeah. And so... You know, that that's not me. You know, that's I, I'm not that guy. Uh, you know, like like what I'm trying to say is like, you know, like who's the other white guy in here? Matt. Like it's like Matt. Like Matt hasn't like Matt had to prove he wasn't the golden beach boy. You know, like these predispositioned thoughts against the us normal dudes. Um, you know, it's something that we have to deal with. Uh, the only and- the only people in the house who are experiencing pre- like people's predisposed thoughts on them and um and making them a target are people like Cameron and not mm-hmm. the people he's actively doing it to, like America and Riley. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, like I'm, and may- maybe you didn't have to deal with it as much, Corey, as the other white guy because uh, because you're so young that you haven't like. Uh, people can't blame you for anything yet. Um, and, uh, and also like, I feel yet. like you, like you were upfront about like, Oh, I was kind of an asshole when I was a kid. Like I, the thing about me is that people don't think I know that I can be viewed as a cocky asshole. They think I'm unaware of it. Well, I'm so glad you're making us aware right now, Cameron. Thanks for, thanks for the chat. <laughs> um, Corey's going to bring this up later to, America. to america he's like uh yeah uh <laughs> cameron was like people like me and then the feeds guy mm. um so that was interesting uh i mean listen cameron he's got so much he has to to contend with there's so many uh you know predis uh predisposed thoughts about who the he world is. is i mean the world is really really hard for a guy like him yeah uh, no, he did not say white guy. That was me. I, I added that in. I added the, uh, what was between the lines <laughs> to be explicitly stated. <laughs> um, also, uh, just so nobody clips this and is like, Maggie's feeling bad for him. That was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. <laughs> what I just said was sarcasm, everybody. Uh, Sari, Izzy, and Felicia are going to talk. Something else that they talked about earlier in the day, I forgot to point this out, uh, is that um, they were also (laughs) saying, you know what else? America said our names. You know what else, though? She came up to me. She was like, I'm fine with Jag leaving. And it's like, what? How did she know Jag was leaving? I mean, Corey must have told her. Because how else would she have known? Mm -hmm. We didn't tell her. So how could she have known that Corey was leaving? Oh, wait a minute. Wait, no. Izzy says, mate, Matt told her. 
Wait, no, but Matt doesn't know that Jag's leaving. No, no, Matt told her that he was going up. Okay, but who told her he was leaving? It's got to be Corey. Uh, and then later in the day, Ceres, Izzy and Felicia are talking. Ceres is like, oh, it is, uh, Felicia, I almost forgot to tell you. This America, uh, she already knows that Jag is leaving. And I'm just like, how do you know that? And uh, Felicia goes, oh, I told her. <laughs> She's like, ah! Felicia is the love of my life. The longer she stays in the house, the better the game is. And I don't like that she's getting targeted. Stay away from Felicia, everybody. I, I need to see her to Final Four. I need to. Yeah, this, uh, this does not help Felicia's case uh, when they're talking about Felicia being uh, loose-lipped and, uh, and being, being sketchy. Um, so, uh, so that puts a little bow on that. Um, Cam has been pushing for a Legend 25 meeting to happen. Uh, he really wants them mm. to get together. Um, Forgot that that existed. Don't worry. Uh, the show still hasn't gotten the name right, but, uh, yeah. you know, we'll get there. Um, so they come together in the, in the comic room, but Red is not there. Red does not attend the meeting. Um, and uh, the basics are, you know, Yes, we do all hate you, Cam, but I guess if we're forcing us into a room, we will pretend. Uh, <laughs> stick to the plan. Do you remember the plan? The, the, the plan, the plan. Blue and blue and who blue in America was the was the fake this one plan, right? Blue, yeah, blue in America. They are the noms next week. That's the plan. And hey, listen, we're a family. You know, families they squabble. Uh they they uh they fracas. Um, but, uh, they come back together and, um, and they're, and they're all good again. And, and Cam's like, tell that to Red. <laughs> he didn't say that. That was me. Mm. So they, yeah, they have a little meeting. Yeah. You can tell I <laughs> love talking about this stuff. I just have, there's so much to say <laughs> about Cameron's fantastic strategy. Mm. Mm. Um, so, uh, Matt and Jag eventually do have their dinner date, mm -hmm. um, late into the night. Uh, they're going to be chatting for a while, chatting about how, uh, like what they're going to do next week when Jag is still in the house, mm -hmm. um, and plans for next week. Um, and, uh, and Matt, Matt's, they're talking about, talking about the boys. You know, the, the boys, not the show on Amazon, uh, just the general, the boys, the bros, hanging out with the boys, you know, you know, uh, and uh, Matt's like, oh, hold on. I have a perfect quote for this situation. Um, there's a, there's a saying, I think. Um, I think uh, Dan Blazarian said this. Uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Blazarian. I had to look up this guy. Uh, like, first result on Google was a quote by him. Feminism is bad. So that's where we're starting. Um, Dan Blazarian. Uh, no, 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 no. Wasn't him. Wasn't him. It was Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate was the one that said this. Uh, it was like something like, boys are so simple. You just need to get two, three, four of your boys. You don't need anything else. It's a good day. As long as you're with your boys, 
it's a good day, says the guy, Andrew Tate. Uh, he goes on to say, and, and you might be thinking, that quote, harmless, right? Just a bro-y, kind of silly, kind of bro-y, bro-y, boysy quote said by Andrew Tate. Pretty icky. But don't worry. A guy that is quoting Andrew Tate is also a guy that's going to talk about Taylor in a weird way. Also a guy that's going to use the B word. And if you were worried about this quote being too benign, don't worry. He's got a follow up. He says, Mm -hmm. the reason why that quote works so well is because anytime I'm with the boys, it's a good time. And if I'm upset about a girl, if I'm with my boys, I don't even care about the anymore. I don't even care about that B word anymore because I'm with the boys. Um, okay. I think that at its core, Big Brother is a show about like the inception of Big Brother was to put a bunch of different people from a bunch of different walks of life in a house and watch them interact and watch how people treat one another when they're in a sort of pressurized environment. And I do think that this is what is happening in this house with all of these men. Um, I do think is like a microcosm of what happens in in the world um, at large. Like obviously Andrew Tate has a platform for a reason. People listen to him and people admire him. Um, I, I actually refuse to talk about Andrew Tate because I refuse to talk about people who just like flat out hate women because there's just no discussion to be had. Um, so I'm not going to get into that. But what I will say is that like the things that are being said in the house, the behavior that we've seen displayed um, and the way that the women are being spoken about, I think just goes to show that like this is the way that this isn't just like this isn't just an isolated thing in the house. You know, this is something that women deal with every single day, every single day of their lives in work settings in friendship settings and family settings and every single setting that there is misogyny happens every single day to women. And I think that like, there's a reason that last season when we watched Taylor come out victorious, it was so meaningful because there were so many different oppressors that were going on with Taylor. Like she had the racism bias. She had the colorism that she was experiencing. She had very heavy misogyny, specifically towards the end of the game. And that's why watching Taylor come out on top was so exciting because Taylor had every single oppressive force working against her and she was still able to come out victorious. And I think that it's just something that everybody as an audience has to keep in mind when they're watching this show that like, Certain people, because of who they are, are going to be playing Big Brother on hard mode or extra hard mode or extremely, whoa, oh my gosh, like I can't even believe they put themselves in this house because it's so, so hard mode. And I think that it's just something that like we as the audience cannot ever forget or take out of consideration or not factor into these people's experience experiences and the way that they behave in the house as players. Yeah. Um, and just from, uh, this unfortunately is not very surprising given prior comments, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, quoting Andrew Tate for those that don't know the guy, 
I'm not here to to talk about him, but let me just say, uh, nobody should be quoting him. If you're quoting him, it's like the biggest red flag you could possibly imagine. And I want I want to stand up for um, Jag in the conversation. You can clearly hear when Matt says, oh, no, it was Andrew Tate. Jag goes, oh, not that or something like he said. He definitely makes like some sort of like, Ugh, you know, like when he says Andrew Tate, like he, he was not like, yeah, I love that guy, you know? Um, I, so I, I couldn't do. really, I, yeah, I couldn't really tell, uh, like, uh, if he even knew who Andrew Tate was, I think he was like, Tate, uh, or something along those lines. Yeah. It sounded like it could have been one of those things where he doesn't actually know who he's talking about. Um, but, uh, but you know, if you do know who he's, listen, listen, friends don't let friends Tate. All right. <laughs> that, uh, if you if your bro is Tating. You need to you need to be very firm. You need to be like, whoa, bro. You, we don't get into that Tate stuff. That's no good. You no, don't don't be don't be like, oh yeah, that's a that's a quote. Ha ha. No no Tates. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like to even discuss. I don't think he's a person worth platforming or discussing. Obviously, it happened in the house, and like, completely agree with you, Taryn. Friends don't let friends Tate. Uh, I do think that it, there's like so much more there. Uh, and I do think that we should probably move on. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's just something that is unfortunately a huge part of our society that we live in. And big brother is a microcosm of society. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, let's move on because, uh, Matt's going to move on to Riley. Man. The fact that we only knew Riley for two weeks, but we miss her so much, you know, <laughs> it, it helped. It helped that she went out with that information, though, you know, because if she hadn't told me to work with Suri, I, I probably wouldn't have. Uh, I didn't know Suri at all before she said that. Um, and, um, you know, but now look, look at look at me now. Happily playing as Suri's minion. Uh, thank you. And it's so it's so interesting because I really did like I was like, Suri should not get rid of Riley. She should not get rid of Riley. Riley is so loyal to her. She's like, Suri is my mom, you know, like she should not get rid of her. And oh, my gosh, it was the right move for Suri. Like, never doubt. I, I, I'll, I'm never going to doubt her again. Because I mean, I'm, I probably will because this is a discussion podcast on gameplay. But like the way she was able to finesse that. And like make Riley be like the my love Suri goodbye forever on her way out was just like brilliant. The the social ability that she has is unmatched. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, they talk they talk some more about the name. You know, it's, Matt really loves the Riley's promise name. Uh, and uh, and Jazz like, well, what what if we drop the Riley? We just say like uh, the promised. You know, the, the promised by Riley uh, or how, like um, what, what are the, the chosen chosen by Riley um, and Jag's just like, ah, why does it sound like a, a little, Hallmark movie name? <laughs> this sounds it sounds a little arrogant. Uh, I feel like maybe we should not. Maybe we should. Let's let's keep thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that was the dinner date uh, there. 
Corey and America are having their own date in the hammock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about uh, the game. Corey mentions that, uh, of course, um, you know, he's been working on Mimi. She says, I really like Mimi. Me too. It'd be great if we could work with Mimi. Maybe we should have a conversation with Mimi together. Is the, they're, they're, um, the way that they've been operating is that they've been pretty separate through the day and then they cuddle at night. Um, and maybe it's time to start actually having like conversations as a unit because they've never actually been in a strategic conversation together. What Uh, a thought, what a thought. And this is something, okay. I am, if you are playing big brother, I'm looking directly into camera. If you are playing big brother and you are in a showmance and you are starting to feel like, "Uh Oh, this might be making me a target. The best possible thing you can do is to show people your value as a showmance and that your value as a showmance is the fact that you are two votes for somebody instead of one. And if you are with your alliance and your alliance is giving you crap about your showmance, the best thing you can do is be like, hey, showmance that's right next to me. They think the exact same way that I do. You actually will really like them. If I like them, so will you all of us should work together and then everybody gets to work together and it's joyful and you move forward in the game. And that is the way to play your showmance. Yeah. Yeah, And, and also like you can't take a shot at one of us without the other one being pissed. I get that they don't want to be on the block together. And for Corey, there is some value in that to some degree, but like there is a, a even more value in you should be scared to take this shot. Yep. Uh, because we will, the, the person remaining will be coming at you with a vengeance. Um, and, and also I want to say, I saw somebody in the chat saying like blue and Jared are openly showmancing. Yes, but not in the way that I just described, like they are openly showmancing in the house. People know their thing. They know they're together. They're going up to the HOH room together with no cameras on them. You know, who knows what's going on there, but they are not like Jared is not in his conversations. Like that's why blue almost went home last week because Jared is refusing to be like, she is with me. We are doing this. Do not come after her. Otherwise, I will be mad at you. Like they're refusing to do that. And the best way to handle it, I always just think back to every single time something like this happens. Taryn, you get on here and you're like, why don't they just include their showmance and their strategic talks? I don't understand. Well, Nor do I just do it? Corey actually mentioned something and I'm not entirely sure what this means, but they were talking and and America's like, you don't, uh, you didn't even watch BB 24, right? He did. He seems to like, I don't know, maybe Zach can help uh, Mm -hmm. enlighten us on this situation. He obviously knows about BB 24. He knew about the floaties. He knew about a lot of things, but she was having to fill him in on some of the details of Kyle and Alyssa's relationship. Um, And I've been talking about like how, how did he not learn from that very specific situation that just happened where Kyle was making the same mistake he is making, where he was not including Alyssa in enough things um, mm-hmm. and waited way too long. And even then, like the move was still to stick. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Kyle's downfall was sticking up for Alyssa. That's absolutely not the case. Kyle was on his way to win the, winning the game after sticking up for Alyssa. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and like like he clearly just did not learn that lesson. And maybe it's because he didn't actually like fully watch the season or know enough of the details of how Kyle played the game because uh, he is, he has been very much making the exact same mistake. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
you know, we'll see. Uh, he does say that he agrees with America now. He thinks that a Cam HOH wouldn't be terrible because if Cam goes after Suri and Izzy, then that could be good for them. Uh, but it's very important that uh, America maintains her distance from Cam because people are so worried about that. Uh, and so Corey's going to take up the Cam role uh, and work on Cam and make sure that Cam wouldn't put them on the block while she works on Suri and Izzy. Um, because for some reason, uh, Cam loves him. And he's like, you think it's just because I'm a white dude? He's like, it's definitely part of it. For some reason. So that's their plan moving forward. Yeah. And win should be part of their plan. But again, I feel like um, a lot of the points that I would bring up about this conversation you guys are going to discuss in full on the round table tonight, which I can't wait to watch. Um, just because I think that they're miscalculating their position just because of how volatile the renom roulette is and the nomination roulette is in the house. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so that's pretty much what we've got. Uh, the vote seems to be relatively like for this house, relatively locked on uh, red, but Obviously, there are a few big things that could shake that up mm -hmm. uh, in this in that um, the cam and red situation could still be mended. Um, mm -hmm. There's still time for this to happen uh, as the week gets closer to finishing. Red still does not realize how much he needs to be anti cam in order to stay. Um, uh -huh. And so if he starts to feel like maybe I should have a conversation with him so he doesn't maybe target me next week or. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm just finally getting over the initial hurt uh, that I'm feeling and I'm willing to talk to uh, to, to to Cam about it um, uh, on red to stay. Sorry, is what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, so uh, things could definitely change in that way. Uh, they yeah, they they did talk also about because the, the their final two, the chillers has been has been outed by red um, <laughs> and Corey in America were like, that's such a bad name. <laughs> for a final two, uh, America said it should have been the chillbillies. Like, what are they doing? Um, <laughs> one of us, one of us, America. I yeah. love it. Uh, so we will see. We will see what happens. Um, yeah. I like I'm just really happy that America has somebody like Corey who will like giggle with her about this kind of stuff because I was texting my best friend about the season and he's out of town right now. So we aren't watching together. But I was like, I would just need if I was playing Big Brother, I would just need one person in the house who when something absolutely bizarre was going on I could look at from across the backyard and we could smile at each other and just be like I cannot wait to laugh about this later with you and I'm so happy that America and Corey have each other for that yeah. it's very lovely to see all right well that's about what we have then anything else that you want to bring up Maggie um no uh I think that I said everything I sort of needed to say earlier. Thank you for the chat for uh, being so kind about what we were talking about earlier. Um, it's these types of discussions blow to have to have, but they're just the reality of the world that we live in. And I hope that it's calm again for you tomorrow, Taryn, or today. I hope that you have a couple of days where you get to breathe because <laughs> <laughs> I want that for you. <laughs> we will see. 
We will see. Uh, well, of course, uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern to update on everything that happens today on the Big Brother 25 live feeds. We'll, we will also be live tonight for the Stockwatch Roundtable podcast. So if you want to rate the players this week, you can. I will tweet out the survey after this podcast ends. Um, and uh, that is uh, pretty much what we've got for you. Uh, of course, tomorrow night, we'll have another episode. I'll be live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Karen Armstrong. You want to come and hang out, watch the episode with me over there you can um and uh that's that's about it uh maggie what do you got going on yeah um i'm just talking about big brother uh when i'm here uh you can find me on twitter or not twitter threads instagram and tiktok at ml morgan underscore i'm not on twitter can't find me there um yeah that's that's basically what i've got going on all right well thank you all so much for joining us here today And I will see all of you next time. And hopefully it actually...